Hey there, I'm Nanzea, and this is Market Scale Grow, a podcast created for ambitious teacherpreneurs looking to have a bigger impact on the world, achieve freedom, flexibility, and ultimately make more money. With weekly strategy sessions and inspiring stories from fellow teachers just like you, my goal here is to help you create a customized marketing strategy so you can grow your teacher business beyond your wildest dreams. Welcome back to Market Scale Grow. My name is Jenzea. I'm your host, and this is a Saturday strategy session. Today, we are talking all about holistic marketing. And I'm doing a bit of a refresh on my holistic marketing strategy braid. The reason why I like to think about it as as a braid is each of the elements are their own strand. And then when we layer the different strands together, they become stronger. So I first talked about this in episode 44. I love to reference back to it. It's one of my favorite episodes. The idea of a braid, when you're layering them together, it brings together the idea that they work together, they layer together, it's stronger when they're together, and it just gives me these ideas of like repurposing and working with your marketing instead of against your marketing. And as you continue, it just becomes more and more natural and easier to continue. Sometimes when you're starting a braid, everything kind of gets messed up. And it's a little bit tricky, especially something like a a French braid. But then as you get further in and things become cleaner and more seamless, they go together a little bit nicer. So that's where the braid analogy comes from. They layer together so that it's stronger. In episode 44, I talked about the three elements of holistic marketing, content marketing, email marketing, and community building. So today we'll go on to detail about those and my thoughts on each of the three of them now over a year and three months later. And then we'll also talk about the new element that wasn't even on my radar back then, but is so very much on my radar now. Before I dive into that though, Marketing today, and I said this a couple episodes ago, you'll hear me saying it in upcoming episodes, pouring value in is really, really important. I heard this on one of Stacey Bainman's podcasts. It's called Make Money as a Life Coach. So I heard it on her podcast and I can't remember which episode it was now, but pouring the concept of pouring value in because you never know when or where it will come back to you. And so pouring tons and tons of value into something like a podcast or a training for a conference or whatever it might be, you never know who's going to hear it. You're never going to know who's going to read your blogs, see those Instagram posts, and then might refer you to somebody that they know. And so as we pour value in, value comes back to us. And I think that that's a really, really great concept. And I just love that idea. And I said this a couple of weeks ago on the previous podcast, I feel that concept in my soul, in my heart. And I just, I absolutely love it. So I wanted to bring that back up and the focus of your marketing in today's digital marketing era really needs to be nurturing, showing people that you are authentically building relationships that you legitimately care about them. And I mean, this is all being said with the assumption that they're true. 
I don't want you building false authentic connections because you you know you need to build authentic connections, but you don't actually care about connections. So you're falsifying these authentic connections. I really hope that you're marketing and that you're building your business from a genuine, authentic place and that you are coming at it from a real realness. I don't I don't know how to say that any differently, but building authentic connections and positioning yourself as the expert. And as you're pouring more value in, you're elevating yourself to that status of expert. And that's really, really important. So let's recap those three initial elements of holistic marketing and then dive in deep to the brand new one. Element number one. And the reason I say these in this order is because that is the order that I implemented them in my business. Another thing I love about this is how flexible it can be and how you can make it your own for your own business. Element number one is your long form content marketing. This is a podcast, a blog, or video content. Every single week, I personally think it is extremely important to be putting out high value quality content. And there is a very fine balance between the quantity that you're putting out and the quality. I would like you to prioritize the content that you are putting out in your business and making sure that you're able to put out regular content consistently that is high value for your audience so that again, it positions you as an expert. It helps to nurture those relationships and it gives them the ability to really trust that you can help them and you can support them and you know what you're talking about. Again, I do recommend that you are putting out content weekly. My personal preference is either a podcast or video content. However, a blog is equally as good. The reason why I personally have chosen a podcast is because it's the type of content that I consume the most. It's easiest for me in this phase of life. I can consume a podcast when I'm doing other things, when I'm going for a run, when I'm driving in the car, when I'm washing dishes, when I'm hanging out with my kids and playing on the floor and we're building with Lego, I can be listening to a podcast. Whereas I cannot be reading a blog and I don't like watching videos, I try to minimize screen time, especially in front of my kids. So I can just put a podcast on and let it play. And none of us are looking at screens, right? So that's just where I am in my business. But another piece of it is the intimacy of having somebody talking directly into your ear. The reason that video content is so great is because people can hear you and they can see you and that's helping to form that relationship. Also, we have been taught for a very long time to trust people that we see based on like news reporters and other characters that we see on TV. There's this, this just innate trust that we have when we're watching someone and that we're consuming video content. So that does help elevate you to expert status a little bit quicker. And so that's a good consideration or something important to consider when deciding your type of content. One of the downsides with both podcasts and videos is you can't really outsource that. As the face of the brand, it has to be my voice on the podcast. Now, it doesn't actually have to be. There are ways to get around it. However, it does. It really needs to be your voice and your video content. It needs to be your face until you've hit a certain level and you can bring in other people. But initially, it really needs to be you. And so that's an important consideration. Whereas a blog 
you can have ghost writers. You can hire somebody to write for you. You provide them with the outline and then they can flesh it out into a full blog post. And so that can alleviate something from your to-do list. So that's something important to consider. Blogs are last on my list just because we don't tend to consume blogs the same way that we used to. I remember back in like 2012, I'd find a new blog, I'd go back all the way to the very beginning, and then I would read every single blog post, right? We definitely don't do that anymore. So they're great for when somebody's looking for information, they'll find a blog post that's really, really relevant, then they'll read that one, see if there is any other ones related to that concept, but then probably they'll click away. Just keeping in mind your audience, how they're going to consume your content, also what you're actually going to be able to maintain. The level of work for me to put out a blog post or put out a video is just insane. I tried blogging multiple times, total fails. I tried videos and like a YouTube channel. No, thank you. Not for me. So that's something else that's really important to keep in mind is are you going to be able to actually create the content consistently or is it going to be like fingers on a chalkboard or like just a terrible awful fight that you're going to have to do with yourself and figuring out what type of content you can consistently put out. So content marketing was my very first piece of my business. I started my podcast or like marketing my business. I started my podcast and I really just got into a groove podcasting. And I think that that's really important when you're starting a new piece and you're adding a new element in, give yourself time to get in the groove. You do not need to. And in fact, I highly discourage you to start multiple elements at the same time. Pick the one that you think you should start with. I picked content marketing. Get that one up and running. Feel confident and then add in the next layer or the next element. The second element is email marketing. And this is two pieces. The first one is growing your email list so that you have people to market to. And then the second one is sending out those regular emails. I love emails because I find that it builds such a great relationship with people. There's an intimacy to it and you're not fighting the algorithm. That is so important to remember. The email algorithm is chronological order. Emails pop up in somebody's inbox in chronological order. Now, yes, there are spam and Gmail has the promotion folder and social folder and it may get pushed to one of those other folders, but it's still showing up in chronological order. And that is so, so important. Unlike all of the social media that I can think of where they've gone to different algorithms. So it's no longer every single post that we see and it no longer shows up in that chronological order. So that's a really great thing about emails. And providing freebies, lead magnets to grow your email list is another way to pour value into your community to provide value. And it's also another way to nurture people to give them something that will help elevate you to expert status because you have this amazing freebie that you're providing additional value and quality for them. So having that freebie is just another piece of that puzzle of providing value and nurturing. I recommend that you are emailing your list at the same frequency that you are creating your content. Typically, that would be every single week. If you're creating your content bi-weekly, then you could choose to email out on the opposite weeks or on the same weeks. It totally depends on you and your business and what works for you. My recommendation for both content creation and your emails, if you're not emailing out and creating content on a weekly basis, that would be your goal to get there, to be able to create the content, send out the emails every single week. 
one of the big reasons for that is touch points. We need to show up in somebody's brain and appear on their screen so many more times now than we used to. And so showing up every single week in somebody's inbox is just one of those touch points, whether or not they actually open your email. If they just see your name in their inbox, that's a touch point and they can start to make that connection. Now I would consider seeing your name in their inbox, but not reading it a micro touch point. And then someone who actually opens your email, reads it, gets the value and the content from the email, that's a macro touch point. And obviously that's more ideal. But if you're not showing up in the inbox, then you won't even get that micro touch point. Okay, element number three, again, that we're layering on top. I started my podcast in April. I started emailing out, I wanna say June or July. Like it was sometime in the summer. It may have even been August. (laughs) I really wish I could remember. I think it was August. Yeah, so I started my podcast in April and I didn't actually even start emailing people until. August. Like that is insane, but I just need to give myself the time to figure out the podcast. And then I also started creating show notes on my blog for the podcast. And so after my podcast started a few months later, then I started the blog. And then a few months later, I started the emails. And so give yourself the time. Looking back now, it feels like I've just always been doing the podcast and always been sending out the emails, but that is absolutely not the case. Element number three that you want to layer in is building your community. This is typically going to be your social media strategy. So whether you're building a community in a Facebook group or on your Facebook page, on TikTok, on Instagram, or LinkedIn, pick one to start and you're growing a community of your audience where they can get quick tidbits of information that are typically leading them to your long form content or your email list where they're going to get bigger pieces of content, more valuable content, longer forms of content than what you could possibly put in a single post, especially something like TikTok, where the recommendation is like 10 characters or something ridiculously short in your caption, right? The great thing about the community building piece is this is adding to those relationships, making you appear or actually be a real human who does real things. You post pictures of your day-to-day life, things that you're actually doing behind the scenes of your business. It makes you more real. It makes you actually exist to people. And you can foster relationships in the DMs. Having real conversations back and forth with people is such a great way to build additional conversations and build additional relationships. If you have a Facebook community, another amazing thing there is that your audience members can start to build connections there and can really form a community more in the sense of the word. On TikTok or Instagram or LinkedIn, it's not really a community the same way. It's more of a connection piece, but on something like a Facebook group, it really is a community. So that's amazing and that's great. Okay, let's chat this new element, which is relationship marketing. It is definitely different than the community building. So community building is where you're growing that base audience and forming one-to-one relationships, but also just building that community piece. And so making people feel like they're part of a community, they're part of the group, they're part of your audience. Relationship marketing is really, really, really that one-to-one relationship Sometimes we might call this like word of mouth marketing, referral marketing, or networking. I like to call it relationship marketing because you're building relationships with the intention that those relationships are going to help build your business. So it's more 
more marketing, I guess, than the community building. I would really say that the community building is building that community, building the relationships, nurturing people, making connections, whereas the relationship marketing would be more of a direct Maybe not like trying to get a sale out of somebody, but making connections with people who might know someone who needs your service or who may have a group that you can present in and really expanding the network of people that know who you are, know what you do, know what you offer. This element of marketing is extremely important and probably more useful if you offer one to one services or one to one like your signature offer is a one-to-one offer, something like a coaching package, done-for-you services, VIP days, anything where you're working directly with the client one-on-one, this doesn't work as well and is not as effective or as necessary for a one-to-many model. So a one-to-many model is something like a course or a membership or a group coaching program, a mastermind. This is less so. So service providers, pausing for a moment. This used to be how I felt. And so if it's how you feel, know that I totally understand. I was very down on myself and kind of felt like I was quote unquote doing it wrong, if you will, because most of my clients, most of my Facebook ads clients come through word of mouth or referrals. They are people that I've built relationships with or they're friends with somebody I have a very close relationship with. I think it's extremely important to collaborate with people in my niche, people who have different specialties than me, but also work with teacher business owners. And so a lot of my clients like are working with a Pinterest manager who referred them to me, or they're working with a copywriter that referred them to me. And so those relationships that I have with the Pinterest manager, the copywriter, the podcast editor are resulting in referrals, which are then obviously resulting in me growing my business. And I kind of wanted to like head down my email list is only a couple hundred. My Instagram followers is, isn't even a thousand. All of these stats, these vanity metrics. When my business was growing and I was having a lot of success. So if you're feeling that way that you're quote unquote doing it wrong or it's not the, the new way or the right way, don't feel that way. You should definitely, definitely be celebrating the fact that your offer is so amazing that people are telling others about you and about your service, about your offer, about your coaching package. So again, this is really, really important for service providers because the more people that you meet and the more people that you tell about your services, then the more people can tell other people and they can say, oh, I'm looking for that actually. And you never know who needs your service or who they know that might need your service or your coaching or whatever it is that you offer. So really getting out there, meeting people. So one of the biggest benefits of this type of marketing where you're meeting people and you are building relationships for the sake of building relationships, you also have the chance to step into your confidence. And if you're casually telling people about what you do and you're doing it more of from a position and a point of sharing your expertise and making conversation instead of the sales pitch kind of avenue, you will slowly take on that persona, not the persona, like as if you're faking it, but just accepting and really truly stepping into that being who you are. It took me a really long time to step into the, I'm a Facebook ad strategist. That's what I do. That is what my business is. That's who I help. And so it took some time and it, but it, what it really took was me repeating that again and again and again 
stepping away from the, oh, I just have this baby business where I help out teachers, right? And stepping into, I'm a Facebook ad strategist. The more people you tell casually, just in conversation, the easier it is to say these things when it is a sales pitch. And so that's a huge benefit of incorporating more relationship marketing into your marketing plan where you're actually intentionally forming relationships with people who may or may not have connections that could or may not help you out in the long run. But you're doing it more of a act of service. How can you help their community? And you're doing it more out of genuine interest and desire to make authentic connections with people in your industry. So the last point I just want to talk about for relationship marketing is how you can add in more opportunities to network with other people. And so the first one is to apply for speaking opportunities that come big ones and small ones. So things like podcast guesting or being a guest expert in someone's community or a conference or summit of some sort. Those are all really great opportunities to make connections with the person that you're doing the podcast with, to make connections with the person hosting the conference or the summit, to make connections with the other guest experts that will also be presenting. I So the next one I wrote was podcast guesting. And you may be feeling like you can't be the guest on a podcast if you don't have your own podcast. That's absolutely not true. So even if you don't have your own podcast, I still recommend podcast guesting because it's a really great way to step in front of more audiences. But also typically you'll chat with the podcast host before and or after the actual episode is recorded. And so it's a really great way to network and to build a relationship, build a connection with somebody. And then my last one is to actually start your own conference or summit or event so that you're the host and you're inviting other people to be speakers, be guest experts, and then you can form connections with those people. So back in the fall, I think it was like September, October, I did the Marketing Madness interview series where I did some Instagram lives with people. And that was a really great way for me to just connect with current people that I was connected to already, but also some new connections and then to expand my network to these new people and to host an event and to have some fun network collaborate. So have fun with it, go into it, not necessarily looking for what you're going to get out, but what you can put in that way, the relationship is more genuine, more authentic, and it's also more sustainable. You're not going to feel burnt out of like, what am I getting from it? What am I getting from it? What am I getting from it? That's a very like energy sucking. Just have to trust that as you pour value in, as you build these relationships, the value will come back. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. I am super, super excited to have had you join. If you are listening in real time, Dreamless Essentials is currently open until tomorrow night. So that is Sunday, January 29th at 11.59 p.m. Eastern time. If you are looking to grow your email list, to start using Facebook ads, this is the course for you. There is the do-it-yourself component, but there is also group coaching calls where you can hop on with me and I can help you troubleshoot whatever you are going through with your Facebook ads, setting up your lead generation, the funnel that you're going to need to create, 
We go through all of it in the course so that you feel fully supported and that you know you have a lead generation machine that you are bringing in leads on autopilot. You don't even need to think about it. The ads are doing the heavy lifting for you. And we know that growing your email list is one of the most important pieces of having a sustainable business. So I would love for you to join Dreamlist Essentials. If you are listening in real time, the link will be in the show notes. If you're listening at a later date after the carts close, it's going to be a wait list. I'd love to have you join the wait list so that the next time it opens, you can join us then. So have a wonderful week. Again, thank you for joining and I will be back in your ear next week with another Saturday strategy session. Thank you for listening to this episode of Market Scale Grow. I'm so thankful that you've taken some time out of your busy schedule to make me part of your journey. If you love this podcast, don't forget to share it with your friends and then head to your favorite podcast app to subscribe so that you won't miss next week's episode or any of the upcoming ones. And if you loved it, be sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts so that other people can find this podcast and we can impact teachers and teacher business owners around the world. Thank you so much for listening and I'll be back in your ears next week with another Saturday strategy session.